Well, another conversation that is uh, not me sitting down in a room, which it usually is, but uh, here we go. I wanted to discuss disruption and how I use disruption to solve problems. And some of that's going to cross over into art. Um, I, I think that the way that I create and the way that I paint and, and make art um, is very reflective, I guess. I don't know. What came first, right? I don't know. Am I learning life skills from art? Or am I learning art skills from life? Or both? I'm sure that it's both at some times and crosses over weird and whatever. Um, it's something that I think I've, I, I've been doing with art since, like, university days where I've just never really liked painting over a painting. Now, this isn't working. Sometimes, especially with something abstract, it's hard to fix it. Um, usually, for me, with an abstract painting, I get to a point where I like a lot of things, but there are some things that aren't balanced very well visually. Some things hold more weight because of their color, or their texture, or their size, or their shape. And I feel like that's drawing too much attention to itself. I need to, to do something to solve that problem. Because I want someone's eye to look all around the painting and not focused in one or two areas. So then, there's sometimes the process of killing your darlings. Which would mean that, oh, all of a sudden now, I have to get rid of some things I really did like in order to fix the piece as a whole. Sometimes there's things I'm like, oh, I just don't like that anymore, and I want to keep all these other parts, and there's two or three parts I need to fix, but the other ten, I really enjoy. And to solve these visual problems. Usually I get, that's towards the end of a painting, I have to step back and look at it more analytically, and not with a lot of emotion, but th thinking of it, okay, like, let's take this into stock, all these colors, and shapes, and textures, and how can we make it a unified, balanced piece? Harmonious. <clears throat> um, however, sometimes, and then I fix those things here and there, and there's a push and pull, and there's a process, and then usually I'm done. However, sometimes what happens is that the piece is very frustrating, either when it gets to that point or before it gets to that point, I realize this is no good. There's a lot of stuff not working. It's just, I, I, I got too far in a, I went too far in a direction that doesn't make sense. And I need to do something very different. And I disrupt the piece greatly by sometimes, so back in the day, <laughs> When I started doing this, it would mean, you know, throwing a canvas across the room, or kicking it, or punching a hole through it, or lighting it on fire, or, you know, using a, a tool, like a hammer or something, to break the frame, and then what would happen is that I've got a whole new piece. The context has shifted, now this piece of artwork is almost about frustration in making art, and how I can't solve the problem in a way that I would like to. So I've disrupted it to such a point that I've created something new 
and it's a resolution. I haven't created a new problem. I have solved a problem by changing the context of the whole thing. And I do that less and less, I've noticed over time with art, where now I feel like I can bring it to a place where I can make those changes a little bit here, a little bit there. Sometimes there are some moderate disruptions that I still have to make and kill my darlings in a um, more extreme fashion that's not just a little fix here and there. That definitely does happen. Um, but I find I do that less and less, which is a good thing, I think. But that's still a tool, I would say it's a tool in my toolkit and an acknowledgement of how you can use disruption. Sometimes it's calculated disruption, but I think more often than not, it is chaotic disruption. I've been like, well, I just throw black paint over 80% of this and whatever happens, happens, and now I need to work off of a whole new context. I need to start fresh, but it's not starting fresh with oh, I'm just gonna paint this white again and start again. It's, it's not starting again. It's not starting completely fresh. It is just changing the context so that the majority of the piece is so different that it's unrecognizable as to what it was. Unfortunately, I think that skill does not apply to life very well and yet it is something that I, I, I do and I feel like doing and I have a pull to do sometimes. If there is a life problem that I can't figure out, that I'm struggling with a lot, and I can't just go in and slowly try to make it harmonious and unified and just fix this and fix this little thing here and fix this little thing and okay we'll keep plugging away at this um sometimes it just doesn't happen also because life is never going to be complete is the other obvious part of that i'm going to continue learning and growing there's going to be new problems to face new adversities um so i think that most people would it's kind of like patchwork all the time and not in a way of like, holy crap, my boat is sinking and I've got to fill this hole and now there's another hole and now there's another hole. Like that would be what it, it feels like that sometimes for me. That's anxiety, right? But I think normally or average or what's healthy, at least for me, is kind of doing that patchwork slowly and recognizing we are, we are growing. We have better tools, um, skills that we've exercised that can help us, us, me, um, and, and I don't feel anxious in doing that work. However, there are times where the problems seem too large and I can't seem to just make these small fixes with it. And it's just overwhelming. And I get anxious. And then I think I'm taking this approach of disruption. Well, let's disrupt this whole thing we're not starting fresh because with life you can't really do that. And uh, let's just take this whole thing and screw it all up and make a mess 
and now we've got a new context with new problems to solve. The problem is that unlike with art, that could be true, I've erased the old problems, I've covered them up with new problems, and sometimes those new problems are much easier to deal with, right? But when I disrupt life in order to problem solve, I am creating new problems that sit on top of the old problems. And it might feel nice to solve these newer problems because one, I'm not tired of them, I'm not exhausted by them, I'm not anxious about them yet. But then we just have to solve the other stuff underneath anyway. And I've just noticed this pattern. And, and again, with art, I've been moving away from it. I don't think it's a negative thing. I just think that I have matured as an artist in certain ways where I've been able to move away from needing that strategy as much. And part of that is having patience. Part of that is slowing down, not needing to complete a piece in one day. And if we look at a piece of art as a problem to solve, which sometimes that's what happens, is like, how do I solve this, this visual problem that I've got going on? If we look at it that way, with life, that, the, that problem, I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, what a silly expression, I wonder how that started. Train of thought. Uh, I guess that's why I've also got the expression going off the rails. Anyway, um, these life problems, again, can't be just completed and then that's it, and we move on to another thing. It's, it's, I mean, sometimes, yes, but like, the problem of life in itself, like, I could just stop doing art and I wouldn't have any more art problems, but I can't just stop doing life. I mean, I could, but I don't want to. Uh, I really wish I could remember how I was going to connect that back of, of you know, having this art problem. Um, resolving, resolving an art problem. Oh, trying to do it all in one shot. So with art, a lot of what I was doing was like, I need to do an abstract piece in one sitting. And I've learned to have more patience with that. And I think that is me maturing in my direction as an artist to realize, okay, this painting's going to be about more than one thing. I'm gonna do it in more than one sitting. Um, it'll be about many different things because there's many different sittings with many different emotions and feelings and ideas and things that are happening within me. So it's not as pure as it used to be where it's like in this three to seven hour session or whatever it is, I will get it done and it will be this pure block of time and representative of this very concentrated problem or emotion or whatever. But I've learned that that makes me too anxious to do. I'm putting too much pressure on myself to complete that in that amount of time. And that's not good. And I think what I'm seeing in life and how that differs is that I, I am more patient right now in problem solving and figuring things out and letting things happen a little slower and still hanging on, but it, do, it really doesn't feel good for me. And I'm trying to learn that patience because I like to resolve things. I want things resolved. I want these problems done with. I want to move on. I want to feel good. And to me, it doesn't feel good to ignore things because I just can't. I can't just like put it on the shelf for later 
it, it doesn't just happen that way. I feel like, no, this is a problem. We need to resolve it. I'm not going to feel good until it's resolved. That's a problem because we can't necessarily resolve things in, in a quick way. If we try to, when they deserve more of our attention and time and patience and other things, then it's usually not a complete fix. It's not a proper fix. But ignoring it also exacerbates the issue and makes it worse too. So there has to be this amount of patience and time and slowness, not with every problem, but sometimes bigger ones. Um, if we feel like, I mean, if I'm working on a painting and I feel like this painting has, has problems, I'm trying to solve the painting, but I believe in what I've done so far, I believe in the worth of the painting um, and, and the work I've done and that I need to kill some darlings along the way to save the whole. And those darlings in this metaphor for life could be a lot of different things. It could be something of mine that I thought I enjoyed doing, whether it be like uh, using substances. Just an example, not a personal one necessarily, but like maybe that's killing my darlings to save the whole. The, the, the harmony, the unity that I want to create in this piece. Um, and, and that becomes that slow methodical thing rather than throwing it at the wall and lighting it on fire and creating a lot of chaotic disruption in order to recontextualize the piece. I just can't do that with life in a healthy way. I think that's a really unhealthy approach to problem solving life relationships and life problems. Um, I think that it, I'm speaking more about personal relationships with life, but including the relationship with yourself. I think that there are times where you can be overwhelmed, let's say career-wise for me, and maybe it would be good to just have a huge disruption and start from scratch. That's really scary though, and that's a whole other topic I feel like. Um, but I just wanted to discuss that because I've seen those parallels and that way that I want to problem solve by creating disruption in my life. And that just creates more problems and bigger problems. And it's not a good thing. It's unhelpful. <laughs>